All right, back with another podcast, and uh, you're listening to the Profit Strategy Podcast with Tom and Chris. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great, Tom. How you doing today? Good. We had to do this a little early today. Um, let's let's get through the particulars first. Uh, the Steelers finally had a loss. Yes, it was yes. terrible. All good things come to an end. Not every trader is 100 percent accurate, and the undefeated season is gone. I cried in my Iron City light for a few minutes, and then well, we get over it, right? Exactly. Just like uh, trading, nothing is 100. percent And uh, you know, I mean, the market just doesn't go straight up. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're a little early this week, guys. Uh, uh, both Chris and I got uh, stuff going on uh, Friday, so we recorded this a, a day early. And uh, happy to get it out to you a bit sooner. Uh, we're going to talk about what's going on with the markets right now. I did a I did a, a video. Uh, earlier this week, where I discussed uh, that is it time to sell Amazon uh, as part of Fang? I was actually talking about the Fang Group as a whole, and uh, you know we we got that out Monday night, and looks like timing put it could have been pretty good on that. Uh, Chris, you'll do a little market overview too. Sure. And you know, go ahead, go ahead, Tom. And I want to I want to end on the top three ways to find money to trade with in 2021. That's for those of you that that uh, you know that hit us up every once in a while. Uh, I don't have your kind of bank roll. Uh, you know, uh, I have something smaller. What what should I do? So uh, we'll do that. Sounds like the dog is uh, in agreement. <laughs> you know what? We're in a pandemic world, Tom, and uh, the dogs being part of your workspace are now a common thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank God it's not an interview or something like that. I'll make some okay. cat noises. Uh, you know, we'll get the dog involved. Um, anyway, uh, guys, uh, you know, looking at the stock market, uh, you know, we're, we've seen just things have just been going higher and higher. I mean, pandemic uh, was gone higher. The stock market's gone higher. Unrest has gone higher. The stock market's gone higher. A uh, job, you know, unemployment rates, uh, you know, or or the number of jobs available went lower. That means we're going to see more unemployment. But the stock market's gone higher. But sometime middle of this week, I think that a lot of this finally caught up with itself uh, a little bit. We're starting to see some rollover, and um, and Chris, I'm seeing the rollover happening more in Fang than anything else, and. Uh, just you know, quick reminder to the folks that are watching the podcast. Uh, if you if you get my YouTube channel, then you know we discussed uh, is it time to sell Fang because Fang was looking pretty weak, and and not just Fang itself, but um, really more of uh, the, the stocks that didn't participate in the move up. So let me let me explain it to you, everyone. We were looking at the new highs just not too long ago. If I take if you take a look at the S and P five hundred. Um, SPY is the is the ETF that I commonly go to. We opened at new highs today. Uh, we felt we came off those highs. Uh, we're we're off a good. Uh, uh, oh, we were off nearly five points off those highs, which is a fifty point drop in S and P. I know, I know. Uh, I know uh, they're getting upset. They're getting upset over this market, Tom. <laughs> Your dogs. I mean, we are going to do a discussion about dogs in the Dow. I know he's excited about that. We'll be doing that soon. <laughs> so, put a bone in his mouth, and uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I mean, new highs in the in the overall markets. S and P. Um, you know, if you take a look at the DIA, that's the that's the Dow Jones Industrial. It opened at new highs this morning too, and so you got a lot of things happening. And, and you know, you look at these new highs that are happening. What's going on with Fang? 
Well, in order to, to see that first, take a look at uh, the NASDAQ or the Qs. They did not make new highs middle of the week. In fact, they, they've fallen off really hard. Uh, in fact, uh, Wednesday, we saw drops uh, near 2.5%. So it's, it, it seems to me, and we discussed this earlier in the week, that technology needs a break, and it's getting one. Uh, it's breaking, breaking now. So go inside the queues, take a look at stocks like Facebook. Uh, Facebook hasn't seen a high since the end of August. And it's off its high, and it's really kind of been in this triangle pattern. And uh, we get below 270, uh, really about 265. We're still, you know, uh, a good distance from that. But if we get below 265, we broke out of the triangle, and 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 it's bearish. Uh, Apple, okay, so Apple, I really thought was was the value play in Fang, and it was, and I think it still is. It did. Uh, it, it hasn't seen highs since Labor Day weekend. 137.98 was the the all-time highs on Apple. It's back in, you know, around lows 120. Uh, but we discussed two such stocks that really look like they want to move lower. Amazon was one. I mean, Amazon back in September, $3,552 a share. I mean, we've been we've been coming down to 20, around the 2,900 area a um, couple times, 3,000. And I think 3,000 is a, an area of support. But we get down there and take three thousand out, and we can see uh, the the Christmas packages. Uh, though they will be record highs for Amazon, uh, that's a sell the news event right there. Netflix, NFLX, you know, another one. Netflix had, saw highs back in July. It has not seen a, a new high since July. It came awful close back uh, right before their earnings were announced in October. But it, too, is below the $500 mark, uh, a good 75 points off that high. And I think the problem with Netflix is when you look to the, to the south and the west, you've got Disney. And more importantly, Disney Plus. And, Chris, the only, the only stock in FANG, and I'm not counting uh, Tesla on this, but the only stock in FANG that had been hitting new highs lately is Google. Google yeah. came off of new highs. Your thoughts? You know what? I, first of all, Google has been the quiet performer here. Obviously, adverse, advertising revenue comes through on that. I think it's interesting. And let me expand on the what you're saying about the NASDAQ 100, because that is the go-to when you're looking at FANG. That's the go-to index that you want to really measure things from. And where those stocks, and I just did this this morning, where those stocks lie in right now, Amazon is number 88 in terms of performance since October 1st, 88. So out of those 100, there are 102 right now in the NASDAQ 100. But out of those companies, Amazon is number 88. Alphabet, number 22. Apple, 61. I mean, these FANG stocks have been defanged, if you will. (laughs) And I think this goes back to that old idea or that adage of crowded trades, in my opinion. When you look at these stocks, as you mentioned, unemployment going up, market went up. Pandemic going up, market went up. What was the core of the market going up? It was large cap tech. Remember that? Just a couple months ago, everybody was so bullish on large cap tech. Yeah. These stocks have been carrying the market on their shoulders for more than eight months, and they're just tired. And more... The thing that worries me more is they're crowded. Everybody owns them. 
Everybody owns them. So there's more selling pressure that is now pent up in these companies. And when you have something like these rollovers that we're seeing in Amazon and the sell the news that you'll see there and Apple also getting over this product cycle, everybody was looking forward to that. And Tesla, bringing it back to Tesla, I worry about their inclusion in the S&P 500 on December 21st. We saw the stock split just a couple months ago indicate a top in the stock. Everybody was whipped up in a frenzy about it. I think the same thing happens here when we get it into the S&P 500. These stocks should be looked at as a little bit cautious. Ask me a question, Tom, if I give you the question. Yeah. What? Ask me what the top performers in the NASDAQ 100 are for the last uh, month and a half or so. Well, what are they? I think I kind of know, but let's do it. Al- Align Technologies, number one. Align. They make the they straighten your teeth. They're up sixty one percent. Micron Technologies forty nine percent. Lamb Research forty six percent. Applied Materials forty five percent. Tesla finally comes in at a number five. So you have to go down through five of these companies before you get to one of the big hitters. It's small, large cap tech that is right now driving the cube, and because. Those top four or five companies make up 38, 40% of the cubes. That means you've got a flat line in the NASDAQ 100. Indeed. Indeed. And so, uh, you know, uh, to me, it almost looks like that there's there's one more quiver in the arrow, uh, that, uh, that the government has, and that is the announcement of a stimulus package. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm kind of, I, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a lose lose scenario. Um, if, and you, you were saying it, uh, I'll talk about the do and you talk about the don't. So if they do release a stimulus package in the next few days, I think the market will have a short term pop on that, and then we will see it drop. After there is nothing left as the as the holiday break happens, now you were mentioning before we got on here that you felt like these guys were just going to stall it and they were just going to head on home. I think they're trying to slip out the door without doing their homework. Yeah, I and do. I think that you, they're battling this or they're volleying this back and forth and saying whether they want what level they want to help the states at, what level it should be at the federal level. You know what? Just get it done for goodness sake. And what do you think is likely to happen if uh, they do go home and forget about the American public that needs them the most? Well, let's face it. Over the next, uh, what do we have, 15 days until Christmas hits, and obviously you've got a number of other holidays that are that are around this season as well. A lot of people watch this uh, the headlines and think about how much they're going to spend over the holidays, even though they're, you know, we're, we're running towards a close to the end here. A lot of people think about, and they think about what they're going to be doing next year. They're making their budgets. They're doing all of this. If the government doesn't give them that indication that, you know what, Uncle Sam is going to slip you a check in your stocking this year. Uh, I think that you're going to see people pull back discretionary. Um, you know, the travel industry is right now getting a little bit of a jump start to get ahead of the pandemic recovery. I think you'll see that start to pull back. A lot of these inflated areas, look at retail. Um, the XRT continues to poke, poke its way up to highs, but the correlation in the sector is going down. And for those of you that aren't math nerds like Tom and myself, that just means that you've got a herding cat situation. You've got stocks going all over the place. 
Some are going up, some are going down. And I think you're going to find the correlation going up. And a lot of those are going to be companies like Nordstrom that has been outperforming, starts to head lower. So I think it'll be a little bit of a ruckus as we head into the year end and kind of shake up uh, some cages here with the market. And there are a lot of profits out there to be closed out and booked. I think you're going to find people happy to take their profits before December 31st. You know, and and I've actually been doing a lot of that myself. Um, My two best, you know, we're we're in a down day today. Um, You know, obviously, uh, as we're, you know, passing the middle of the week and uh, the two best best positions I still have on in my portfolio are really boring. Pfizer and AT and T. Those are the best the best performers on a down day for me. Um, they haven't done much, but I mean, it's they're they're very close to my my target uh, returns. When I scan up and down the, the area, I've got a couple of other ones that we've discussed uh, that are a little bit longer term, a little bit longer term out. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, look at Pfizer. Uh, it was a couple. It was not long after that. Um, that in the announcement, they were the first that came out this, that said, uh, you know, 95% efficacy. Um, and they had a little bit of a pullback on that day. It, it was a pop and drop. Uh, and then I got involved in that one. Uh, but AT&T just seemed, you know, it just seemed like uh, such a value at the time. And at the time when Apple was had already an- announced and started uh, uh, shipping the iPhone 12, and we're still waiting for that Max at the time. And I thought, you know what, uh, AT&T looks like a very interesting one. And so I uh, did a little bit on the long side on AT&T. But yeah, I mean, I look at, uh, at tech and, and, and tech is, uh, uh, tech is uh, performing pretty much what we expected it to be. Uh, I will mention one more thing. I got to give you kudos. My ex- Etsy trade, well, <laughs> that, one, that one targeted. I've actually got to look and try to roll that. And and I'm, I'm, you know, kind of waiting till we get to the end of the week and maybe roll into another option strategy with Etsy. But it, it literally, it, it was just, I mean, pennies shy from my target. So uh, kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of these, uh, you know, these pandemic stocks, retail stocks, Chewy. Chewy came out with earnings last oh, night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, beat uh, top bottom and everything looks good. Now they're selling my, off. My too. wife has her own uh-huh. portfolio and it is it's amazing her stock portfolio is actually outperforming mine go figure <laughs> um, and she said I only buy what I use she said I, she bought Wayfair because she uses Wayfair she bought chewies because she uses chewies got a few of them I gave her a couple of them that uh, that she took advantage of and they and they worked out she's I don't think she has a single she said, you know, we we're talking about just earlier this week. She said, I don't have a single loser in my portfolio. And I said, and that <laughs> is why I want to start looking at selling. <laughs> no disrespect <laughs> to her. But the thing is, is that she doesn't, you know, she, she, she's looking. And, and, and let me make this clear to everybody listening to the podcast. My wife and I have completely different trading styles. She is a buy it and hold it forever kind of gal. All right. When she sees something, um, although she's a little nervous about Chewy's because she's look at, looked at their fundamentals and she goes, how are these guys ever going to turn a long term profit? Um, but that's, you know, that's uh, something she's looking at. But she really is a a buy it, a, a set it and forget it type of person. Mm-hmm. And I am a combination of both. I have some long term stuff that I hold, but uh, not much in the stock market. 
Most of the stuff I'm in is, is option-oriented, which means I'm trading it. I'm not owning it. And so when it comes to trading, Chris, let's talk about the final thing we want to cover here as we, uh, as we get close to the end of our podcast for the week. And that is, got a lot of people asking, hey, um, I don't have a lot of money to trade with or I'm just getting started. You know, um, uh, how, do I, how do I come up with an acceptable amount of money to trade? And I always say, you know, always as a trader, you always risk what you can afford to lose because as Murphy's Law would have it, uh, you know, uh, when I, I got started in trading, I had a really opposite effect. Everything I did worked. And unfortunately, that made my ego real big and I blew out my account. And so, you know, I see people doing that. Maybe we'll do a session on risk management uh, down the road. But, you know, the very f- first part I remember is where am I going to find money to trade with? And so I want to talk about the top three ways to find money to trade with. And Chris, I'd like you to, to kind of expand on these. So the number one thing is, and, and this one's to my brother-in-law. So if you're listening, D, I'm giving you this first initial, then you need to stop, you need to stop gratifying yourself. Instant gratification. <laughs> stop going to Starbucks. Stop going in, out and grabbing, you know, uh, expensive, overpriced takeout food. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's good he's not a smoker because that right there, I mean, you know, uh, a pack of cigarettes is, is not cheap. But, I mean, you take a look. And all I did was I threw together the kind of the Starbucks smoking, eating, takeout, uh, a cup a day, a pack a day, a meal a day. You're probably talking about 30 bucks a day you're spending. And... That adds up, believe it or not, to somewhere south, just south of $10,000 a year. At $10,000 a year, folks, in, in smoke it, eat it, drink it gratification. And so that's an easy fix. Now, you're going to have to take some of that $10,000 you are saving and put it towards, uh, you know, brown bagging it and putting it towards the coffee pot. I don't know what you can do. Stop smoking. (laughs) I don't think chewing on the gum is going to be any cheaper. But but all I'm saying is, you know, one of the first things that someone can do is is cut down on instant gratification. And I just talked about a couple of easy things. There's other things out there, Chris, and I'm sure you have a a comment or two on them. But what do you take? Take on it. You know what? I'll give you one, and it has it, this directly plays right into your AT and T comment. AT and T has gone through the roof the last two days. Why? Because they've gotten a bid or two for Direct TV, so it's added to the value. They might sell Direct TV, or there are people in the market for it. I happen to have cut my subscription to Direct TV just three months ago, and now I'm saving about three hundred dollars a month because I don't pay for. I've got now take this. Take the 50 or 60 bucks out that I'm paying for YouTube TV now, and I'm still bagging 250 bucks. Tom, mm-hmm. 250 bucks times 12, yeah. you know, this, this is where it's the small things, but all you have to do is replace one or two things, like you said. Don't go it, out to eat three times a week. Go out it once. Is. Those things add up. I mean, you mean look at, look at subscription accounts. You know, I mean uh, – there are people out there that just feel like they have to have everything. They have to have every package, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, Movie Channel, uh, and there are tons more epics. Um, and then that's not enough. Got to get the Disney Plus, got to get the Netflix, got to get Hulu, uh, got to get Peacock. 
I mean, my God, there are dozens yep. of these of these subscription services available out there. Pick one, pick two, well, save yourself some money. Yeah. All right. And this was this was obviously this was the brainchild of all the networks or the cable companies back when we started thinking about a la carte. They got afraid and said, "Oh, well, we'll just make it." In the end, you and I end up paying almost the same amount after a year or two of cutting the cord. So that's a savings one, Chris. I'm going to talk about another savings one, too. And this is something that I've been doing for years upon years upon years is uh, eliminate credit card debt and just pay the bill. You know, if you if I use a card and, you know, now I'm kind of talking off trading topics, but it comes back around to it. I use a card and if I can't if I can't pay it off at the end of the month, I don't buy it. It's just that simple. I, I, I don't want to pay uh, a credit card company interest. They hate me. And, and it's been great because my, my family is kind of the same way. We do it, you know, we'll do it for the points or we'll do it uh, because it, it's the way we transact. But um, I don't want to pay the, for the privilege. I pay for the privilege of using the card by the, the yearly fee. And at least I take advantage of as many of those um those uh, perks for the yearly fee as possible. But the last thing I want to do is add insult to injury and pay the the, the crazy 18% uh, credit card uh, uh, interest fee. Yep. I mean, I'm right about, there with you. You know, think about this. The average person has over $10,000 of credit card debt. Now, that's come down this year. There's going to be a new number. But, I mean, uh, that number's come down significantly. But even if it's still seven, let's just throw that out there. Uh, that's still a lot of... Um, that's still a lot of credit card debt. And, you know, if you've got $10,000 credit card debt and all you're doing is making minimum payments, I mean, you're paying $2,000 a year in payments that barely pay down your principal. And so eliminate that debt and you're going to you're gonna immediately recoup, uh, you know, uh, that, that interest that would be going to somebody else. Yep. Put it back uh, in your pocket. Exactly. I mean, you know, even even, uh, you know, one thing my son does and he's just kind of getting into it. He's a, he's a starter, um, but he scans all the credit card uh, companies for the best rates. Uh, when we upgraded our iPhones, uh, he he even went as far as to say, all right, you know what? Let's not let's not be stupid. There's a five hundred dollar offer here, a rebate offer here. If you go through, you know, go through AT&T or you go through Verizon versus going and buying it right at the Apple store. Why buy it at the store? Uh, it's the first time I didn't buy an iPhone at the at the Apple store. I went through AT&T. Um, my family went through Verizon, you know, so uh, and, and all of it was in a in a, um, a midst of saving money. And people might say, but Tom, you don't need to really worry about saving money, do you? Listen, I don't. But if I saw five hundred dollars blowing down the street, <laughs> my track shoes are on and I'm going to go get it. I'll fight for it myself. Hey, you know, let me throw one out there too, a yeah. different one. There is, I downloaded this last year, had a friend that said, hey, try this out. Um, it's called Dobot, D-O-B-O-T, Dobot. Tom, it is, if you're trying to save money to get started investing or for a goal or something like that, this is one of those apps that maybe two or three times a week, it sends me a text message and just it's got a joke in it some days, or it's got something about, hey, first fall, it's first snowfall. You know, why don't you throw $3 in your account? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And it siphons money off of, you know, whatever account you've picked, a savings account, a checking account. And it's such small amounts you never notice. 
after a year and probably three months, got more than $2,000 in this account from just saying yes every time they ask me. All I do is I made a commitment to myself and said, you know what? Every time it asks me, I'm going to say yes. Nice. I there mean, you go. there are, there's so many little things that, you know, that, 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 uh, we're, we're not aware of that could just, you know, and, uh, you know, if it, Hey, if you get something out for our podcast, you're able to use it guys. Uh, you know, let us know uh, the final, the final piece that I wanted to add to this is eBay. All right. This is the, this is not the saving part. This is the making part is that there is, um, if you go to, you, you look at data out there. Uh, there was there were some research reports taught that were done about the number of st- the amount of stuff that's in people's houses. I mean, the average American home, first of all, uh, what is it? One in ten uh, have so much stuff in their house they actually buy uh, or rent private space <laughs> to store stuff they can't store in their own house. Uh, and here's the other part. Fifty percent of the stuff that we own, and if I'm, and this is a this is a reach a, a number that I I would say is very conservative. Fifty percent of that excess stuff we own is never even used. I think it's closer to ninety myself. I mean, and and I'm a victim of this. I mean, you know, I'm a big um, uh, I got camera equipment, you know, from from not only from our podcasts, from um, but from videos from doing uh, the YouTube videos and and, uh, and and the channel, I have got extra, let me tell you what I have. I have extra computers that I don't use. I have extra <laughs> monitors that I don't use. I've got lighting. I got so much lighting in my, in my studio, both in my podcasting studio, I have a video studio. I mean, thousands of dollars of stuff. And there's a good chance I don't use half of it. I could have gotten away with half of it. I made it more convenient for myself so I don't have to drag stuff everywhere. Um, I've got a studio in my house up in New York. I've got, uh, and, and I was thinking, wow, if I really had to boil down to it, I could really literally do this podcast off of a laptop and, uh, and a phone. Um, and I could even do a lot, you know, a lot of what I, uh, I do off of a laptop and a phone. So, you know, uh, where I'm going with this folks is this stuff that you don't use, sell it on eBay. I mean, there is a. Uh, I think the the average, and this is an old, this is an old, uh, 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 this is old research. But the average home has over three thousand dollars of stuff that they don't use that they would not miss. And so, that's an easy one, especially those of you that are younger. You know, I mean, you might say, well, "Wait a second, I'm young. I don't have a lot of stuff to sell on eBay." Yeah, but I bet there's some stuff in your house that could go. Um, I'm not telling you to, you know, steal your parents' stuff and sell them on eBay. It's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Get your parents' permission first. You might say, wait a minute. I'm 25, 30 years old. I don't need my parents' permission. You do if you're going to sell their stuff. but no, Or if you expect an inheritance at some point. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, it, 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 is, it is quite amazing how much you have that you don't know, how much you can save that you don't know. It's just about, you know, literally inventorying your liabilities, inventorying your assets that you possibly don't need, and moving forward. All right. And and this goes outside of trading. It actually goes with, with life. I mean, you know, to me, and I've I've said this a lot, money is a tool. Money is nothing but a tool. And you can do I, th- three things that I know you can do with that tool. You can spend it. 
you can overspend it too, and then you're the tool because the money's using you. You could save it. And if you save it, that's great. But with inflation and with the U.S. dollar, you know, uh, every day getting less and less uh, valuable, really the thing you want to be doing is using that money, that tool, and investing it, investing, trading, and and make that liquidation value of that tool grow in value. So, Chris, any final words? You know what? I am looking forward to us talking next week because I want to see if one day makes a trend in today. We're seeing a pullback by 2% in the middle yeah. of the, the week, and usually Wednesday is hump day. The market usually goes up, so it's going to be interesting. People have something to look forward to. Um, you know, I always like to give away one index or one indicator I'm watching today. It's the VIX, Tom. We bounced yeah. against 20 and looks like it wants to make a run to 25. Nice yeah. 5 to 10% correction would be a nice pause that refreshes. That's my closing thought. All right. And my closing thought is this, is that, uh, you know, everything that we discuss here on the podcast, and I've done them on past podcasts, you know, we use our research, we use our seasonal research, we might use technical research, we might use fundamental research. But at the end of the day, both Chris and I are not uh, 100% accurate. So, you know, everything that we do here and will continue to do, use your own best judgment, guys, You do your own research, your own homework, and do what feels right for you. All right. Hey, Chris, thanks a lot. Appreciate you jumping on early with me today. My pleasure. We'll talk next week for sure. All right. And everyone else, have a great rest of your week. We'll see you then. Bye now.